0: Autumn, we are going to Disney World.
1: It's like hit me and it hasn't hit me.
0: We're going to be gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we're getting back Monday. So when this podcast comes out at 3 a.m. on Monday, we'll probably be sleeping.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely be sleeping.
0: (laughs) What do you think we'll be dreaming about?
1: Oh, I mean, well, that's the endless possibilities technically (laughs) there. But I'll go probably our time at Disney and all the things we're going to tell when.
0: Uh, Probably think about
1: like traveling back and what we did, some combination of both.
0: So when we wake up on Monday morning, how do you think we'll feel? Do you think we'll feel refreshed and invigorated? Do you think we'll feel exhausted? Do you think we'll feel exhilarated? I think
1: by Monday we'll feel rested. Saturday's going to be a very, very heavy, long day. Mm -hmm. But I think both having Sunday and half of the day Monday, I think that will be good.
0: Do you think we'll still be married? 75%
1: chance.
0: Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the Easy Dizzy podcast, a podcast all about Disney entertainment and travel planning through the lens of mindfulness and behavioral health. I'm Justin, a hyper nerd travel planner and a behavior analyst. almost forgot.
1: (laughs) And I'm Autumn, a clinical social worker and a new Disney enthusiast.
0: That's true, and today we're just going to talk a little bit about our upcoming trip. We don't have uh, news and trivia and all the good stuff like we usually do, but I do have a little bit of news that I have to share with Autumn. Oh. Is that cool?
1: I'll let you do it.
0: All right, and the the, the, the real treat today is after we're done talking briefly, we're going to listen to an interview with Ben Wagner, who's a professional photographer that helped me out with, and helped us out, helped the show out, with some photography tip for when you go to take pictures in theme parks. Ooh. Yeah, it's a really good discussion. I yeah. think Ben's got some great insight. I learned a lot and I think you'll learn a lot too. Yeah, so you ready to go? All? I'm ready to go. You, we're going to Disney World, are you, are you packed?
1: We are both all packed, the house is cleaned, Wynn is packed, our daughter, cause she's gonna be staying with my parents. Mm-hmm. so yeah I'm feeling good I'm feeling a bit anxious mm-hmm. for two reasons one is I realized I have never neither of us have been this far away
0: from Darwin our two and a half year old daughter kid yeah.
1: ever it, it was like a year and a half till she even spent we even like had a night away from her Yeah. so true. that's that's <laughs> the distance that's hitting me a bit and I you know have not traveled a whole bunch, so this is actually only the second time I've been on a plane.
0: Yeah, you're not a, a big fan.
1: About. I have this, it is like both the coolest thing, honestly, and the scariest thing. <laughs> it's all a bit I'm like anxious for the plane ride, not for the trip. Like, I'm excited to, to be there and all that, but being in the plane is a little more nerve-wracking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. Well, it's, you know, one in ten plane crashes, planes crash.
1: Is it one in ten? No,
0: That's no <laughs> Not true. I'm like
1: this can't be.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's very rare. Wait, very rare. Yeah, you're more likely to get a an acting role co-starring
1: Steve Gutenberg.
0: Yeah, then, <laughs> <laughs> then crash on an airplane. So
1: I, I, you know, I had a feeling you were gonna. <laughs> you you knew I, I was going there. Huh? I the last time I was on a plane, I did some. Uh, speaking of behavioral health, some cognitive behavioral therapy, which we've talked a little bit about in mm-hmm. thinking that one, I am solely not the only I'm not definitely not the only person on this plane right now mm-hmm. that is really anxious. And number two, just some facts that planes are so much safer than me getting in the car right now. Yeah. <laughs> Though it doesn't especially it doesn't feel that way, but you have to kind
0: especially of Especially like, when I'm the, driving.
1: Yeah, especially
0: And I think when, when I am driving, driving it probably feels even more yeah. I'm a bad driver, That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. The overall fatality risk of flying is 0.23, meaning that on average, a person would need to take a flight every day for
1: 10,078 years to be involved in an accident with at least one fatality.
0: Whereas the odds of dying in a car crash are approximately 1 in 107, in 2019 the last year data is available. Indeed the odds may be quite higher when Justin is driving. Be careful Autumn.
1: You know I I <laughs> this piece I would love to share if you are. I don't know the statistics but I know there's a lot of people that flying is uncomfortable, yes. it causes anxiety. It's pretty it's very common. Yes. Um the first thing when I looked up like managing flight anxiety <laughs> The first thing that came up was, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was a Disney, it was going to Disney World, it was a Disney
0: World. Oh, you're talking about the forums? The Diz? Yes. The Diz. The Diz. It was yeah. the Diz. Yeah. It was
1: the Diz forums. And it was really great and it was all people that identified as women, moms, yep. pages of just like really great information and support and different tips and trip tricks for it and so i just thought that was really cool that when i typed that in nothing it wasn't wikipedia it wasn't like weapons. No, it was the at It wasn't, an, it wasn't entity, you know, information on anxiety from an educational <laughs> university. It was, but but I say that in a in a really great way. It was. It's always nice, like of course, like the facts are good, but it always it also is good to feel like you know your feelings are validated and to hear experiences from from other people.
0: So yeah, you're that not, was really cool. Yeah, it's it's like an online support group situation.
1: It was, yeah. and 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 and, and two. Like with this idea of like going and like you're going on this fun trip with your family and your kids and like how that factors in differently from like if you were like having to fly for work or whatever, it's a little bit of a different experience. So
0: yeah, there is that for you. And that conversation brought to you by The Diz, which I don't know if you know this, but this is the forum website run by the grumpy uncles at The Diz (sighs) Unplugged. That's
1: right! Oh, I didn't put that together. Uh, So thank you, DisUnplug Grumpy Uncles. Yes,
0: the best grumpy uncles that talk about Disney. Do they self-refer? No, I think I'm the only person that calls them the grumpy uncles. (laughs) But now it's out there. It's in the zeitgeist. (laughs) All right, Autumn. So I don't have full uh, news headlines, but...
1: I will say Justin... If I can add, just because yeah. we're talking about flying, Justin, for a while, actually, when we, before I had been on a plane, I was like, yeah, let's get on a plane. Why would we drive and take it yeah. miserable? And Justin was like, oh, I hate flying. I hate flying. I like to have control. Yeah. But but I would say it doesn't seem like flying doesn't bring him any like, anxiety. No. Being on the plane. He just doesn't like not anger. Me control.
0: It brings me lots of anger. It's not just, just control. It's like, you're going to sit in this cramped seat. You can't stand up. And mm-hmm. people are very close to you. And I'm bored. And that yeah. makes me angry and frustrated, yeah. not anxious. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want. To. But I also don't want to drive twenty four hours. So, <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have highly suspect headlines, which is usually how we do news on the podcast. But I do mm. have some headlines that I just couldn't wait until next week to talk about. Guess what? Two new. So you know how there's a new haunted mansion movie coming out, right? And the yes. cast already looks so good.
1: Do I? I am. So, I have never been more excited for Halloween than this year for many reasons. And this is one of the reasons.
0: <laughs> so we know how like, Danny DeVito is going to be in it. Tiffany Haydish yes, or Haddish or Haddish. I never say it correctly. Who else? I'm forgetting. Some other great actors. Anyway, two new ones in, uh, announced.
1: Two new actors.
0: Yes. So I'm going to oh. just read off some actors. and Oh, I'm sorry. I have it right here. Owen Wilson is also going to be in this. Lakeith Stanfield, Danny DeVito, what? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, it's so. But we got two new ones.
1: Wow, what are they? I just want to know what this, how they're what the story is going to be. Well, That's yeah, going to
0: be different. Uh, th- there's one is I believe Danny DeVito is going to be the priest. Owen history. Owen <laughs> Wilson might be a history professor. I forget. I forget. That but it's all right. on the internet. You can yeah. check it out. Okay. But there's two new. Okay. One of them is the Hat Box Ghost. The Hat Box Ghost will be in this movie. Are you familiar with the Hatbox Ghost? Yeah. So I'll refresh our listeners in case uh, yeah. you have it. So when they mm. built um, the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, there was a ride feature animatronic called the Hatbox Ghost, yeah. where the gag was the person's head would disappear and then reappear in a box that it was holding. And it would you know go back and forth. It wasn't there for very long. They had to take it out just because the illusion was very tricky and wouldn't work properly. And it's just kind of been like this cult thing. Like the Hatbox Ghost is back now, which is cool. But Wait. so there's this whole lore around it. But there will be a Hatbox Ghost in this movie, and it will be played by Steve guess. Gutenberg.
1: No, it's not.
0: It's not Steve Gutenberg. Can you guess who it is?
1: You can. Do you want me to guess. give you
0: three? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna you give you three. Be a
1: field of.
0: Yeah, I'll give you three. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Why? I can only think of dead actors right now. I want to say Richard Pryor and Jim John Candy. They're not alive. <laughs> no, they're not. Alright, let's try some living I wish they were. living actors. Ready? Ed O'Neill. He's from he was, you know, he used to be Bundy. He's from Modern Family. Bundy? Al Bundy. Married with children. Oh, I'm oh. so old. You make me feel old, Autumn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, so it's Ed O'Neill, Jared Leto. Don't know who that is. Or Norm MacDonald. Darn, he's dead too. Listen, it's Jared Leto, and you don't know who he is, so he doesn't matter. He was in Jared Leto. (laughs) Oh God, this is going well. You
1: didn't even let me guess, though.
0: (laughs) No, I did not. I
1: did have two others. I had 15.
0: I think uh, I buried the lead here. The real news is, or I reverse buried the lead. I did something with the lead. The real news is Hatbox Ghost is in this movie. Right. And that's Jared Leto. He's in other movies. I
1: don't know. Some hunk.
0: He's some random hunk. Okay. (laughs) So the second person. Madame Leota, Madame Leota, the floating yeah, head. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be in. It. Yes,
0: so. Ooh, who's
1: gonna play Madame Leota? Glenn Buddha.
0: Close. I'm giving you three options oh. here.
1: Because <laughs> I, I have the face. There's someone uh-huh. automatically came to mind, but I don't know her name.
0: Glenn Close, Margaret Thatcher. Okay. <laughs> or Jamie Lee Curtis. Ooh. I think Margaret Thatcher is very dead. <laughs>
1: It's also dead. Why are all
0: these dead it's people like, in my mind? That. How old it's am interesting,
1: I? The, the names that came
0: up—they the were all. Yeah. It's a very
1: interesting mix: Margaret Thatcher and Richard Pryor,
0: <laughs> John Candy. Wow. <laughs>
1: well, that one I guess I get. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jamie Lee. Curtis. It
0: is Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: So, okay, that's the big news. We've okay. got the hatbox ghost. That's is in the movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is in the movie.
1: Now, have we confirmed that there is zero Eddie Murphy in this movie?
0: There is guaranteed no Eddie Murphy in this movie. I
1: wonder how he's feeling about this. So there's, uh, I noticed that there's an Eddie Murphy deficiency, but I'm very excited about the, what's the opposite of deficiency?
0: Surplus? Surplus Mm. of
1: other uh, great actors.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I think it's going to be good.
1: Wow. I'm just like, whoop. This is a lot of money to put towards these movies. These are not cheap actors.
0: No, no. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be an expensive movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Autumn, I need to take a bunch of pictures and videos. We, but so do you. You gotta take I a lot really of pictures and videos too. I really have to. That's too. my job. Your job too.
1: That's that is my job because you need to be in videos mainly. Yeah. And photos mainly. Yeah. And
0: I've got a photo. list of twelve content goals. I got them in the other room. Oh. 12 content goals. You're going to help me check them off the list?
1: Maybe I should have that list. Maybe I should yeah. take a picture
0: of it. I think you should. And, and I think it will y- be on my brain. You know what I think you should also do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you should listen to the interview. What interview? The in- This interview right here.
1: Oh, we've been. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Yes, yes, I agree. No, I'm very, I, I think, I just want to say, one, I think this is an awesome idea to have been on. Yeah, I was topic. very lucky. But, um, He's a professional really photographer. Excited. Yeah.
0: He's talking to an amateur podcaster. Yes. I feel very lucky for this.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, this is, this is really cool. And I think something that everyone thinks about at some point is if you're going to Disney, I think one of the next things is like, that you think about is like the pictures and
0: things yeah. like that. Taking a good picture. Mm-hmm. So you're going to listen to it on the plane. Fl- Maybe you listen to listen me and plane. Ben talk on the plane, and that reduces your anxiety and increases well,
1: means I have your photography. You. All right. <laughs> with
0: that, <laughs> please enjoy this interview with Ben Wagner, a professional photographer on theme park photography.
1: Please do. And we look forward to being more or less live with you uh, next week after our trip and telling you about it.
0: Oh, yeah. And follow us on Instagram. We'll have, well, yes. no, wait, it's too late now.
1: No, no,
0: no. Because it's after.
1: Oh, this it's is Monday. after. Monday,
0: So this hopefully right. you followed us on Instagram and enjoyed the content. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Easy it. That's right. Easy dizzit. Like that. Do it again.
1: Easy dizzit. Easy dizzit. Easy dizzit. That's good.
0: You're good at that. Mm. all right so today we have ben wagner back on ben wagner joined us a few weeks ago to talk about his epic challenge day at the disney park so we were inspired autumn and i were inspired to tackle the same challenge and part of this is I, I need to to get some content really for the podcast for social media this will be a business deduction trip that's what i'm planning if the irs is listening so i'd like these to be you know good pictures so i asked ben you know maybe could you help me out with some pointers and maybe we could have like a broader discussion about theme park photography in general. So Ben, thank you so much for coming
2: on to talk. Yeah, happy to be back.
0: We've got a lot of positive feedback. Those episodes that you did, did really well in terms of download counts. People, I think we're, were into that story. So thanks for doing that too.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of photography, I was at a wedding yesterday. Uh, I'm a professional wedding photographer. I was doing a wedding yesterday with some huge Disney Parks fans, actually, and their their cake was actually Sleeping Beauty and the Prince. And you know, it was like a professionally done, like one of you would see on like a competition show of a scene from Sleeping Beauty. It was amazing. So anyway, I told them the story of my four park one day trip. So I, I, I spread that story now anytime I can with people who give a you know who care.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think someone with a Sleeping Beauty castle cake is gonna want to hear that story
2: yep <laughs> and we got the right photographer that, that's right
0: <laughs> so my mom was a photographer right she had a, a hobbyist photographer and so she was a hobbyist photographer in like the 80s so there's a lot of equipment and lights and sitting still for long periods of time and itchy <laughs> yeah. clothing yeah <laughs> so i think i've been conditioned to hate getting my picture taken and i think there's a lot of people out there that are like that i'm one of them Really? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, I don't like having my picture taken either and I'm the one, so I'm always the one taking them.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's one convenient way to get out of it, right? Just right. Just <laughs> have a camera. <laughs> yeah. We talk a lot about like values on vacation, like what is it that you're trying to get out of this particular vacation? And often what comes up is people say memories, like I want to build memories. And I think a picture is a pretty decent way to do that, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there has to be a balance. I'll, I'll tell a story. my my first vacation I went on with my now wife. We were dating at the time, and I had just gotten back into photography after kind of taking a break for a few years. We went to Portugal on a vacation. Mm-hmm. and on the first day, about like eight o'clock at night on the first day, I had st- i she <laughs> she basically I looked over and she was about twenty yards ahead of me on the path, scowling at me, looking <laughs> back at me as I had taken like my three thousandth photo of the day. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, she. Got, I got close. She said, you have to put your camera away. Sometimes this is our time Yeah. and it's fine to take photos, but you're slowing us down <laughs> Yeah, because you're just stopping to take so many photos. And we haven't really spent any time together. Mm-hmm. And I did learn a lesson. I think in that, that there had, does have to be a balance. Like you can create memories with your, with your photographs. And I, for me going on a vacation, a big part of the fun is the photos. Yeah, but you have to find that balance, too, or else your family's going to hate you.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's like the in the moment thing, right? And that's how, like, you know, looking at the science of it, that is a large predictor of uh, satisfaction if you can, like, be there, you know, and experience it. But then, you know, that's fleeting as well. And we, we want to hold on to things for longer than just the moment as well to look back. So, yeah, balance. That's I think it's it's tricky. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and I think learning to, learning to know when's the right time, when's not the right time. And also when you do pull out a camera or your phone or whatever it is you're using to take a photo, take the photo, take a shot or two and move on. There's a, there's a thing that photographers, you know, do like to call working the scene. So okay. if you get to a spot, sometimes as a photographer, you get to a spot and you go, there's a photo here. I don't maybe see it right away, but I, yeah. I can sense. There's a sense you develop. There's a photo here. So you take Got a it. photo and you go, no, the light's not right there. Let me move over here. And you yep. do that. And you work it sometimes for 10 minutes till you get the photo. Because uh-huh. that's you, you can develop the sense about there's a photo here, but yes. maybe it takes you a minute. And on a vacation, don't work the scene. <laughs> Just when you get there... If you feel there's a photo, take the photo and 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 move on. And especially now, with if you're using a phone or even a point and shoot or even a professional camera, they're so quick, they're so speedy. You can just flip that phone open. Well, I guess you don't flip a phone open anymore. You swipe <laughs> it open. <laughs> I, you can tell I'm I'm a, a aging millennial. You shoot on a razor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you you swipe it open. You take the photo. Take one or two shots, move on. Don't yeah. don't don't linger too much, especially if you're with other people. They're just you're going to drive them crazy.
0: I like that. I like that. So, Photo Pass. What are your thoughts on uh, the Photo Pass?
2: So, that's I actually think that ties back in to 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 the balance. I used Photo Pass a couple years ago or whatever. I'm not sure they've changed I, they you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was maybe called, you know, Magic Genie Key Pass or whatever yeah. it was called three And or, I think four years now ago. it's
0: for reference i think it's memory maker allow me to assist with your confusion justin disney photo pass is the photo taking service found throughout the walt disney world resort this includes posed shots ride photos and a few other in-app features memory
2: maker is the package that includes downloads of all photo pass pictures yeah i used it a couple years ago i didn't use it my last trip to disney world but a couple years ago i used it at disneyland and part of the reason I used it was because I, I I got it kind of for free with like a package I'd bought. But also, I was alone. I was on one, I was on a solo trip. Yeah. And so there was no one to take photos of me. And I did want a photo oh, yeah. in front of the Millennium Falcon or in front of the X-Wings of Galaxy's Edge. I did want a photo in yeah. front of the castle because I was by myself. And I actually did find it to be valuable if you just want those posed photos in front of something iconic like the castle, like the Millennium Falcon. I think it's actually worth the money. I don't know how they charge if it's like for a whole family. So if you're a family of four going, I don't know if you have to pay for it for each person or if like just the dad or the mom can have it. It's,
0: it's for the whole party, which actually okay. opens up a pretty interesting hack where if you and I were going at the same time with our families, mm. we could add each other and kind of split the cost.
2: Okay, in that case, I would absolutely go for it because I do feel like if you're just looking for those pose photos and you want five photos to, maybe you're gonna print. And they, they, they do use pretty good cameras. I mean, they usually have okay. like DSLRs from what I saw last time I was there and they often have a flash too. So mm-hmm. like you can stand in, I, I remember specifically at Hollywood Studios, there's a guy or a girl, a photo pass person standing like right in front of whatever the main street and leading up to the mini and mickey runaway rail whatever that's called that main yeah. drag It sunset, well, yes. sunset boulevard i it's a yeah yeah something hollywoody. y um yes. <laughs> there's a person standing like right there near the entrance and so i just saw a big line of people waiting to get their photo taken with the professional kind of with everything going you know with the cast member yeah. and like if you just want a photo to of that to print out of your family like i actually think that is worth it and that can and that that's if that's what you're looking for. I think that's a, actually not a bad value. So yeah, and it, and then it, from my experience before, it is pretty cool how they just it pops up on your phone like yeah. two minutes later. Especially um, with
0: the the ride pictures, I think that's cool. Like yeah. oh, there I am. Yeah.
2: it's so, I don't even know how they do that. It may be a little bit of a tangent, but last time I didn't pay for it, but when I got off some of the rides, I had photos, mm-hmm. and I didn't yeah. even Did- pay for the photo pass. So I don't even know how that works. How they so- know it's you. Were you wearing a magic band? No. Oh, then I, 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 I don't know. I got onto <laughs> dinosaur, di- it was specifically dinosaur. I rode dinosaur. We got off, and I had it, maybe it's because I have the fast. I had a fa- i used a fast path or a, oh, a, G, a lightning lane for that. Yeah. So maybe they know from when I scanned the lightning lane that that's me. But it still seems. Did you
0: use my magic mobile on your phone? Is that how you scanned into the?
2: Yeah, we, awesome. use the, we use the lightning lanes on our phone. Yeah. yeah. So and
0: it can communicate that way, the NFC through your phone.
2: That must be it. There was also like a 20-minute shutdown. So even with the like 20-minute shutdown right before we got on Dinosaur, somehow they still knew it was me. So anyway. <laughs> Disney magic. Disney magic, there you go. <laughs> All
0: right, so say maybe, maybe you won't get the Memory Maker this time or, or you want to supplement for the regular Joe, me yeah. or the regular Justin going to the <laughs> park. What should I do? Like, what should I bring if I want to take good pictures
2: yeah so like if you're wanting to go beyond just what you know the the photo pass or memory maker gets you and you really want to you know document your vacation there's obviously we could go there's everything from your phone Mm -hmm. to i've seen people hauling around like medium format film cameras like old (laughs) Hasselblad like medium format film cameras where you get like 12 shots a roll of film (laughs) but they're like you know you have to really sit and think and get the shot to get it so i
0: that's too much pressure for me. Only twelve shots. I <laughs> yeah. Don't know.
2: Oh, and and trust I, as someone who has one of those and hasn't used it in last year, it's at this point it's like every time you click that shutter, it's like three to four dollars between like the cost of the film <laughs> and the cost of developing. So it's just yeah. Um, but but I mean, film is actually quite popular these days. I took a thirty-five millimeter camera to Disneyland a few years ago and shot a couple rolls of film, and I actually some of my favorite photos from that trip were on film. But,
0: Saw some of that on Instagram. It yeah, was really good.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I love, I do love shooting film, and film has come back into vogue a little bit. It is popular. I see anytime I go anywhere that's touristy now, I see <laughs> people walking around with film cameras quite frequently. So it, it yeah. is kind of a, I think especially among kind of the millennial generation, it is kind of a popular thing again. But, but you don't need that. You can definitely take great photos on your phone these days, the, especially you know the iPhones of the last couple years. I mean, their photos can you can really maximize some of the the image quality off those i have photos that i've printed off my you know at at bigger than just a three by or four by six you know i mean you can print actually up to a decent size even and if you want to get into like deep photoshop and editing and stuff you can really up the quality in those programs to get really big prints actually if you want so so your phone it can get the job done if you don't if you if you do have a nicer camera absolutely i last time i took i or last time i went i took like a quote-unquote real camera Uh with me, but I took a a smaller, and I'm a professional, so I have like five really nice cameras. I took the smallest of them, but still, you know, you can do everything from phones to real cameras to film, but I think having something that is, this is what I'm using and sticking to it is important. Like, having, this is my camera for this trip, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to use the phone on this trip, you know, keeping... The kind of one tool so you're not weighted down is also yeah. a really good thing I, you don't bring three cameras <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when we went in 2019 one of the plans was to take video of autumn experiencing these attractions for the first time mm. so oh. i actually i actually bought a point and shoot i think i spent like maybe between 250 and 300 on it It was a, a nikon cool picks. okay yeah, yeah and i gotta tell you especially because i thought it would do well in the dark I, looking at the pictures in the video, I really feel like I should have just sprung for a better phone. Like I had a cheap Android at the time. Yeah. So it's better than my cheap Android. Yeah, But it wasn't that
2: great, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think while you will certainly get, in my opinion, having a real, again, real in quotes camera is better than a phone probably. Your phone the, at this point have much, have definitely caught up for the average person to a cheaper point point shoot. Yeah. Like I would say if you have, if you're going to spend the money on a camera, You want to get up into that thousand dollar, you know, eight to eight hundred to twelve hundred dollar like that's you're going to be your point where you're starting to get better results than your phone. But if you're you could also just spend that money on a nice phone, too. So I I, I totally see for the average person why just the phones are so good at this point that you don't necessarily need. And especially and this is a a thing I face as a professional is that I I have like I right here looking at my 50 megapixel medium format digital camera that takes you know photos that you could print on a billboard you know and right. and most of the time my clients are looking at them on a three inch four inch five inch screen you know ninety-five right. like 95 of the time that's all they're just looking at them on their phone and posting that's them true. on instagram that already compresses them to a really so it, there's no reason to go for these incredible megapixels and all this quality when for the most part people are actually looking at photos on your phone anyway. And you're probably going to share them on your phone. And you're probably going to look at the memories for the most part on your phone, which could bring us to you should print your photos. But that's kind of a different, (laughs) a different, (laughs) a different thing. Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right. So when when people look at these pictures as like memories, I think what you're saying, they're not so much looking at the resolution. Like they're not like, oh, there's a lot of DPI here. They're looking for something else. What what makes that something else? What makes like a good photo compared to like a photo that Aunt Sally took really quick?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I have a little bit of a philosophy around what makes a great photo. And I think there's a difference between there is something of a difference between a a singular great photo and then a series of photos that really can tell a story. Mm. So if you're looking at how to make a great photo uh, there, I think there are three elements, everyone you should consider. One is the composition, which is how you frame the photograph, right? How what where you place people in the frame, where you place the buildings in the frame. That's kind of part one. Part two is having great light because I can't tell you how many times that or or understanding the light a little better. And I think this this is the hardest thing for most people, because most people don't. I I all the time walk into a room like with my wife or a friend and I go, whoa, or, or a space and I go, whoa, 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 stand right there. (laughs) <laughs> because the light's amazing or, or hold on, I got to take a shot of this amazing light and other, you know, most people don't see that. And that's that's the difference, I suppose, between like a professional and an amateur or, or a non professional photographer. So and I can't tell you how many times I like at a wedding. I take a photo of a great moment and then I get home and realize or a great composition and I get home uh-huh. and realize the light wasn't very good. And the okay. photo, while still OK, doesn't go to that next level of being great, right? Because I had a great composition, but maybe it was bad light got it so the third element then composition light and then moment so if you line up your you know your kid in front of the castle so you got a great composition and yeah. the light it's sun it's sunset and the light is hitting him perfect and then they just give you like the most horrible <laughs> like close their eyes and 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 put their face and or cover and it just doesn't work right because right. of that that that's nothing right on yeah. the other hand if you are lining that shot up and goofy walks by and your kids face lights up. And that's when you snap the photo. Boom. Now you have light, you have composition, you have your moment. That's the photo you're going to look at, right? That's the photo you're going to remember. So keeping those three things in mind and we can dig into each of those. But again, composition, light, moment, three of those. If you have two of the three, you can make a good photo. Okay. If you have all three, though, that's your great photo. That's your one you print. That's the one that goes into the, the Instagram feed as opposed to I the story, it. right? I that's love it. The, I yeah. love it.
0: All right, so yeah, let's break these down. Let's break them down for, you know, your average Justin here. So sure. composition, this is, like, how it's framed. T- tell me more, like, h- help me compose a shot correctly.
2: So a big one is called the rule of thirds. Mm. So this is the most basic photography composition, techni- composition technique. It's the one that... Anyone can learn, and, and mm-hmm. once you actually see it, I think it's actually really intuitive for most people, mm-hmm. which is that if you're looking at, let's say your phone, and a lot of the phones, you can actually turn on a grid yeah. to see the rule of thirds, so that can help you.
0: So look for this setting in your camera. Look for something that says photo assist grid or something like that.
2: Yep, yep, and it, it turns on a little grid and it divides the, the frame into three parts each way. So it looks like a tic-tac-toe tick, grid, basically on your camera and if you think of a tic-tac-toe grid right there's the four points so Mm. you've got the intersections kind of in the middle to the third each way right that's where you put the key things so it's hard to illustrate the interesting thing right and that's that's hard to explain in in an audio format right but if you say are taking let's using our theme park example if you're taking a photo of your kid in front of the castle the best way to frame it would be your child's face in that on that lower third line or in okay. one of the lower third corners and maybe right. the best part of the castle or the horizon being on that upper line or on the upper corners. Got it. Got it. So um, the
0: upper intersecting line of this Tic Tac Toe The intersections.
2: Grid. Exactly. So again, Tic Tac Toe Grid, the intersections of the line are the key. That's where so. Putting someone directly in the middle isn't right. always the best. Sometimes having them off to one of those points actually is a much more interesting yeah. framing device, especially when you're just trying to learn or just trying to keep it simple on how to do. There's, there's, you can go. There's a whole science in you know art form about how to composition and when to break the rules. But strictly, the rule of thirds is kind of your number one thing to keep in mind when you're setting up a photograph. Again, tic tac toe grid.
0: I love this, and I think this is quite powerful. This is something that I realized that every picture I had taken up to this point, I put the thing I'm interested in right in the middle. because right. It's the most interesting thing, so you just put it right in the middle, because I think that's what we do as humans. If you see something interesting, you look directly at it. You don't look Absolutely. to the side a little bit. <laughs>
2: right, right, but when you're actually looking at a frame, sometimes that little bit of off balance, mm. and that little bit of off into these corners, and especially when you have two things, if you've got two things you wanna put in the frame, mm. having them in those corners is really helpful. And that leads also, I think, going to a lot of people are going with with kids. A simple rule, too, with with children is think about perspective. If Mm. I'm I'm six four. Mm -hmm. So and I at weddings, for example, I take a lot of photos, family photos where there's children involved. And if I take that from my perspective, standing up at six four, looking through the camera, everything looks a little weird when you've got like a five year old, you know, at who's only knee height to like the dad. Right, right. So when on when I do those photos, I crouch down and I put the camera at the child's level I like or, that. or somewhere in between. And so that's another thing to think about when you're taking photos of, example, of your kids, that adult looking down angle isn't always the best. Keep the phone or the camera flat, but crouch down a little or get a little lower and come at it more from their perspective. It really makes it feel better and more natural yeah. when you're looking at a photo.
0: I love that. And, and it sounds like too, like that's going to, It's kind of giving you the kids perspective a little bit right? we're always looking at kids down we've seen that before but like seeing the the, almost like seeing the world through their eyes almost
2: yeah yeah and the third thing i think i'll bring up really quick and i feel like now i've broken everything down into thirds it's like composition (laughs) light moment and then three things so i'm going into and and even that leads into our composition rule so i'm breaking everything down into (laughs) thirds but the third thing i would say is, is and i think especially this applies for theme park stuff is scale he ever done that thing where you come into some place and you go wow, this is really impressive I'm gonna take a photo with my phone yes. and then uh, you get home and you open the photo and you're like well This really didn't capture For the sure thing very this well, happens right? to
0: me all the time with vacation photos like I go to the green mountains and I'm like, oh look at that mountain. Let me take a right. picture
2: Right and a big part a big thing is that people don't put something to contrast for scale oh. so and you also have to think about physics, or or too. Like if someone, if you have your child and they're standing five feet away from you, but the castle is three hundred feet in the background, right? right? Your kid looks bigger than. I mean, the classic Leaning Tower of Pisa holding it up, right? The only way you can tell scale is by having a comparison point. So, like okay. actually, a child, like say, Spaceship Earth, putting your child like near Spaceship Earth, but then getting far enough back. I mean, maybe you don't want to leave your child, <laughs> or but let's say your 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 wife and child standing far enough back that you can see all of Spaceship Earth and all of them, and they're close enough to it that you can really see the scale. That's very different than, hey, just stand right here with it way in the background, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, So understanding scale, having things that contrast to create scale in the photo really can make things at a theme park in particular pop. I'm thinking of an example of when I was at Animal Kingdom recently and I was with my wife. I had her go stand like when i wanted to take a picture of her in front of the tree of life mm-hmm. i like put her there but then i got pretty far back so mm. that that effect of her looking bigger than the tree was a little less emphasized because i was farther back right and then all of a sudden there's more scale of you see the whole tree you see her she looks small compared to the tree right. you know and it really it, it helps create that wow factor more than just kind of a generic hey it's in the background kind of right. shot which at that point you're not seeing any scale
0: so now to find this to do this in person to get the right scale and with keeping in mind that we're going to try and not work the scene right so, right <laughs> so if i'm like you know autumn stand right here uh, would do i like start at a certain place and then walk backwards slowly and, and look at yep. my viewfinder? or i
2: think that's an easy way to do it is just is just if you're like uh, well first off i think full body shots at a distance look in my this is just maybe a taste thing i like uh-huh. that look of like having someone a full their entire body in the picture but you're far enough back that you get that scale so gotcha. yeah just position someone then kind of run back take a shot and move on like we said we don't want to work the scene
0: um <laughs> get one and if it doesn't come out it doesn't come out i don't have to pay three to four dollars for the film
2: right, <laughs> right. I, I, another thing and that goes to this is is what we call in photography of like filling the frame so having like Part of it is distance, but if you're so so far away from something and then it looks small in the distance That's less impressive than if you're up close and really making the entire photo One of my favorite film photos from Disneyland from a few years ago actually, this is a good example is of of the castle and I got so close that and this I got so close that the Castle is not actually all the way in the photo like you can't it kind of goes off the edges okay of the photos in some way and that makes it look way bigger and way more impressive than like if you, it's perfectly um, in the photograph. A, yeah. a good example of this, and I'm really inspired by cinema in my photography, so I think of movie examples a lot. In the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, uh-huh. have you, if you've seen those, yes. the, the more recent Star Trek, the Enterprise is almost never fully in the frame. That's right, that's it's right. It's almost always partially cropped out. And yeah. part of that is because he's filling the frame with the ship. And that little bit of extra that's poking off frame that you can't see really makes it feel like, wow, this it's thing bigger. is big. Yeah. yeah. And so that's an interesting technique to keep in mind if you're really... Now, that's a If you want to make something
0: break. look bigger than life or dramatic.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shots from this last trip, and maybe I can post these on Instagram again or point people to them, but... Yes, absolutely. Um, was, and I'm actually hoping to get this printed out. I just haven't got around to it yet. Is of Spaceship Earth, and it's only about a quarter of the thing. Mm-hmm. I was from right underneath and I filled almost the whole frame with like just about a third of Spaceship Earth and took the photo. And it and it was at sunset, so it's kind of golden from the yeah. light hitting it. So that's part yeah. of it. Yeah. But I love that photo because it's all it is is texture and detail and shape and light. And it's not you don't see the whole thing. And that actually makes it feel bigger because you're just yeah. seeing like a third of it. You're just seeing really like a one corner. One, I mean, not, it doesn't have corners. One, one rounded, you know, kind of piece of it. And, and that's, I think, I like that photo a lot more than I took some photos where I stood back and I really got the whole thing. And those, are, those look nice too. But that photo I took of it really up close where I'm just seeing a part of it. Really, I like that photo a lot. And part of it is it looks big. It has scale. You can see the texture. You yeah. can see the individual golf ball bumps, whatever those are called. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So it's interesting you bring this up. We were at the movies last night and there was a pre a preview and they were selling you on going to the movies and why you should go to the movies instead of you know i think watching these at home and they showed action sequences but they were all cropped right they were all big like and i could tell like there was even some like minor distortion i could tell they were they were zoomed in more yeah and after you say that i realized like they were really trying to make me feel like
2: it was bigger than life go to the movies it's bigger than life it's bigger than life absolutely
0: all right, so that's composition. I feel pretty confident after hearing that. Like I've got some new ways, I think, of approaching, composing these pictures. And I'm definitely going to try and play with scale when yeah. I
2: go. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. What about light? Because when you started talking about light, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And oh, I'm clueless. <laughs> what is good light? I, like, I know what bad light is, I think, like if I can't see. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, <laughs> what is good light?
2: Yeah. So that I mean, again, and I and like I said, I think when I first started out with out with photography, i would i could see composition i think composition is an easy thing easier thing to explain to someone or for someone to see right away oh i see what you mean by the rule of thirds mm-hmm. light is much harder and it took me actually i feel like it took me years right to under and i'm still learning like mm-hmm. when i see good light when I, but there's a couple of really easy rules which is sunrise and sunset <laughs> those okay. are, those are your best times the hour before and after sunrise the hour before and after sunset or i mean sunset sometimes if it goes a way too quick and not so much but those those really are your best the twilight hour gotcha. or the blue hour they call it and the, the golden hour those are the best times
0: and if you are a planner this is something mm-hmm. you can look up in advance and you yes. could, uh, if you wanted to set an alarm on your phone <laughs>
2: yeah i actually have an app it's called uh i think it's called tpe i think uh-huh. it costs a couple of dollars but it, you can put in any location in the world and a date. And it will show you on the map when the hours are that's the best time oh, and what direction cool. the light is coming from and so i use oh. that a lot for like engagement shoots when i do with my clients i say we're going to go to this spot and then i look and see what's the best light oh, time that's gonna awesome. be. so that i mean if you really want to plan ahead <laughs> um so the sunrise and sunset are your best and, and 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 when i say that i don't mean point your camera at the sunrise <laughs> or point your camera at the sunset in fact oftentimes with sunsets everyone's pointing their camera at the amazing sunset how many like really great photos of the sunset have you seen most of them are generic but if you turn around and face away you'll see Mm. that's where the magic is happening that's where that soft warm light is hitting things and that's what you want to take photos of so to use the light from you know to your advantage that that sunsets that sunset sunrise time really is the sweet spot but that being said if you're on a vacation and you're at disney from 8 a.m to 11 p.m if you're like me and you're going to do all four parks in a day (laughs) that's a lot of hours where it's not sunrise or sunset right Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. if you're wanting to take photos what else how else can we use light so one if you're taking pictures with people for example one common rule is put them into a shadowed area so if you want to take a like when i if i do a shoot like say a wedding day shoot sometimes and those shoots are often the portraits of like a couple can't happen at like seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night because that's just not the way the schedule of the day works right right so if the light's really harsh i find a spot where there's a tree or a building or something casting some shadows and i put them into the shadow and that balances it out so not not I put them in the shadow and then yeah, there's like a half, you know, there's like a really br- bright area in the background that looks bad, but like an area that's totally in shadow. Okay. Then there, that's where your photos more balanced out. Oh, so that okay. helps you, that avoids that harsh light. If you can kind of get an area that's all shadow, you know, all in a right. shadow where um, that
0: harsh light where I'm like, you can like, I'm glistening. You're right. <laughs> in the Florida sun. Avoid.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the other thing is if you, Now harsh light can be interesting, Mm -hmm. actually, but to make harsh light interesting, having some shadow areas to contrast is cool. So like sometimes I will be walking along and like, especially at theme parks, actually, because theme parks are really interesting areas for light because there are so many interesting structures, so many structures that are casting big shadows in places. Mm. So a really other common technique is embrace the harsh light by putting like a person, if that's your subject, putting your subject into the harsh light uh-huh. but there's like shadows all around and then it's almost like a spotlight right if you oh, yeah. if you expose for the harsh light then it's like it's a cool effect of everything else is in shadow but your person is lit up so that's a yes. common technique so uh-huh. when you
0: say harsh light and you say large structures i'm thinking batu
2: yes absolutely yeah yeah batu is a that whole area is it has this in like spades yeah. where Especially, you know, maybe not during like, like it, like between like 11 and two, but if you go in the afternoon or like the earlier morning, you will see these areas where like the light is hitting those spires or hitting the buildings and it's like creating these shadow areas. But like you could put someone in the highlights or where the actual direct light is and, and sort of set it to where those shadow areas still look shadowy, but they're, they're in the light. And that makes a cool, that can make a cool effect.
0: I'm going to try and Um, do that. That's, but that's one thing I'm going to try.
2: It, one trick for that is that your phones will often try and they use HDR, which yes. is they will they will try and actually balance it out themselves by um, lowering the direct light and bringing up the shadows. Yeah. So if you're using a phone, a technique is actually if you tap on your like your iPhone uh-huh. and then you hold and you slide down, it lowers the exposure the phone of, of the photo for the phone.
0: Oh, what so cool it actually trick.
2: brings it down. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. This is like kind of a, a deep trick on that. So if you put someone in that situation, for example, I do this a lot with my dog because mm-hmm. my dog has white fur on his chest and face so that okay. if he's in the harsh light that really blows up. I mean, it, it it's all white. Yeah. You can't see the hair anymore and the and then the phone tries to bring the shadows up and then it looks bad. So right. I will tap on him because that's where I'm focusing and then I will just slide my finger down until he is all—he looks good and everything else gets dark. And then I take the photo and it looks cool because it looks like it's, it's kind of like a spotlight yeah. almost on him. What a cool um,
0: trick. Now that's iPhone.
2: That's on iPhone. I don't yeah. know how it works on Android. My assumption is that it's pretty similar.
0: I'm gonna have to take a look at that. What if or I were if, to just turn off the HDR? Is that an option?
2: Yeah, you could also do that. You can turn HDR off. I actually haven't done that in a long time. The other thing on the iPhone at least, um, they have the pro raw feature now which is yeah. in the upper right you just hit the raw button yeah and those photos can be amazing if you're willing to like edit them later you and not everyone wants to do that yeah. but if you are going to use like an app like visco or darkroom or even adobe lightroom if even just do, you don't have to be a professional just to do very basic like add a little contrast or yeah. you know or make it a little warmer but very basic edits but having those pro raw files is their amazing quality but that's that's kind of a next level thing for most people, you know, that's people who want to sit down and hey, I'm gonna spend a half hour after this vacation <laughs> touching, you know, doing a quick little edit on all these even on the plane, you can do mm-hmm. it, which I would recommend for people, you know, every, you know, every little tweak you make like that's gonna make your photos better, but that yeah. that's a whole sort of skill set to learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a raw photo that that is it that it includes all the color, like it, yes. the entire color. Yeah,
2: so it includes it's just a. it's like, it's just more data. and it includes it's kind of like having the negative like the the Ah. negative of like in film days it's kind of like having the negative versus having the print if you just take the regular photo you have like a print but if you take the raw photo it's like you have the negative and you're able to make a little more finer adjustments yeah Um, so
0: I'm gonna try that that's so for light I'm definitely gonna try and highlight autumn somewhere with shadows and light yeah and bring
2: bring that exposure down to where she is perfectly exposed and everything else if it's too dark it doesn't matter kind mm-hmm. of embrace the shadows a little bit let okay. the shadows be shadows okay. and if you look at movies for example again going yeah. back to cinema if you look at a movie you will see that there's almost never they they will often let the shadows stay dark and yeah. put the subjects in the light yeah and not try and do the hdr effect of like let's bring the let's make sure we can see every little Everything. detail of the shadows and let's yeah. make sure that you know they, they they will let that happen and so that i think tends to look better than like that phone HDR yeah. of like, let's just let everything be detailed. Well, out.
0: It's, but, it's interesting. It's dramatic, right? Mm-hmm, it, and that exactly. reminds you like this whole discussion is kind of reminded me of um, I'm reaching now. It's been a long time, like 20 years since I've had <laughs> art history at a community <laughs> yeah. college. But is it Caravaggio? Maybe? Yes, where... Chioscuro. Tell me about Chioscuro.
2: Chioscuro is that effect of we want we only really care about what's in the light mm-hmm. and we let the dark stay dark. So mm-hmm. like in a paintings, the person's face is lit up because the light's hitting their face but the yeah. shadows behind them are a little darker or, yeah or maybe a more modern ex- well slightly more modern <laughs> example people understand it's like the cinematography of the godfather films is a ah. really one to look at It's very famous for using a kind of chiaroscuro let everything everything's very dark in those movies the characters will be like and sometimes in their inner room it'll Mm. be like just the light from a window hitting them them in the face where everything else there's no additional lighting (laughs) to make everything pop it's just the characters kind of sitting in darkness that's kind of that effect now indoors that looks really cool too but when you're outdoors and you do have areas with a lot of shadow that effect can work too to keep everything balanced out and and maybe not make it look quite it's very contrasty and dramatic but it can help of It can help in that really harsh light to not kind of, I don't know, try to make everything perfectly balanced. Yeah. All
0: right, cool. So, light, I feel better about light. I don't feel as confident about light as I do with composition, but I think I need to practice.
2: One quick tip or trick I will say if you want to learn to see light better, Mm -hmm. turn your phone into the black and white mode. So, if you have a black and white, filter like on your phone in the camera or like professional cameras or or more you know expensive cameras (laughs) will often have like a black and white mode and if you shoot with like the raw feature it doesn't it doesn't affect that so you can still have the color later But the black and white actually a lot of times when I tell people this is like, if you want to see light, turn it on to black and white for a minute, you will see like, oh, okay, I see that because in black and white, the shadows become dark and the light areas become white. So it's easier to see. So I actually for about a year or two, when I was first starting out professional photography, I shot only black and white in my camera. I still had the color photos later, but in my camera, I just had black and white and that helped me learn a lot how to see where the lights hitting.
0: I love that. All right, so so we've got our composition, our light. Now, the moment. And I feel like this might be the, you can't control this,
2: right? And it's also a matter of taste, right? I mean, what do you think is a good moment versus what I think is a good moment or what? Personally, for me, like at weddings, I often like will see kids 10 hour days at weddings. Sometimes they get upset. I see someone's (laughs) niece or nephew and they get really upset and they're crying or pouting. I take those photos. I think they're, I think that's a moment to me. That's a real moment. It's a real moment, right? Even if it's not happy moment per se it's a real moment it's a moment they will probably laugh about in six months when they look at the photos like oh remember how little danny was really upset that day so i think that
0: only applies if you are either a professional photographer or they're your own kids i don't think we're recommending to take yeah no take photos (laughs) of other
2: people yeah yeah. (laughs) of
0: of tantruming children (laughs) no
2: probably not probably not the best i mean we could get into whole like street photography and and like document but we're talking about (laughs) taking your family photos i actually think like i don't have kids and maybe my opinion will change if and when I ever have kids. But if I was at, uh, you know, if my kid was crying and my wife was holding him and the light in the boat mo- and the light in the composition yeah. looked good, I would take the photo. Right. Yeah. It, it tells the story authentically, even if it's not the happy moment. Right. Yeah. It does tell the story. I actually have a photo from <clears throat> Disneyland a few years ago that I took that is one of my favorites. And again, maybe I find some way to put these examples out there. It was actually on film, but it was wiped right by the Tiki my mind is blinking the birds the sinking yeah, birds. the tiki room the tiki room and it was right at night it was sunset the light was hitting and i saw this dad leaning against the rails holding his like crying son and yeah. he just who was like overshot and he just looked so tired yeah and people were walking by and so i actually stopped and took a photo of this guy like he's yeah. standing under a lamp yeah and that's the kind of photo i love of like it's a truthful moment of this dad is just tired at disney right for the day it's a real like it's a real moment and yeah. i and take also, it back
0: i take back what i said definitely take the picture
2: <laughs> well i don't think i had a picture of the kid's face i you know when you're taking pictures of of strangers and there's a whole thing about but so the, the kid's face wasn't in it which is why i took the photo but you know there was people walking by too so they blur. they made a blur mm, like of the oh. people going by so fast so they're blurry and he's the only one who's because he's standing yeah. still is in focus yeah i really love that photo because i think it was an authentic moment so yeah. finding the moments
0: and I love that a story of, times, yeah. of a dad singular alone with his kid, and in surrounded by other people, but they're kind of a blur, they're right? Just, yeah, they're just awesome. walking
2: by, and, and and that's that's a very I mean that's I that's a very artsy fartsy, you know. I was alone, I was taking photos, I was just kind of doing it for the art of it. If you're looking for photos for your family, right? Like, the, what are the moments that you're looking for? And and for me, those often come down to things that are like not. You know your kids standing in front of the castle. Absolutely, take those photos or get the photo pass to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you want those photos. Those are great photos. Mm-hmm. But the 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 really like authentic moments are the things of them meeting the characters yeah. or or maybe them getting handed like a Mickey pretzel or a Mickey right. ice cream bar or like you know I I I like I'm imagining a photo now that I don't have. This is in my head of like the, the cast member handing them the ice cream and them reaching out for it. Right? That's a moment. That's something that's like a once in a that don't, doesn't happen every day, right? If Go you're ahead.
0: if you're spending eight dollars on an ice cream bar, <laughs> get a picture.
2: <laughs> get a picture. Yeah, yeah. So I I think those things that are kind of un un unrepeatable, you know, or 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 look for things that are out of the norm is another mm. thing. Something mm. happening around you that isn't every day. I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, another good example, or like again, the characters, it just smiles, tears. Yeah Uh, rain like Uh, people the rain can be like obviously something to deal with Florida you know something you have to deal with the rain makes for interesting photos sometimes I have a picture one of my favorite pictures from my last trip we were at Universal Studios and it just started I mean one of those Florida yeah just torrential downpour and my wife and I ducked into like an alleyway in the kind of like San Francisco whatever that area is called of the park and I turned and she had her rain poncho on and it was like dripping wet and the light was really nice. And I just snapped this photo of her right as she looked at the camera. And it's one of my favorite little portraits of my wife I've taken Yeah. because it's, and it's not, there's not a great, amazing background. Right. You know, there's not like, it's not like, wow, you can see the park in the background, but it was this moment for us in that like minute of kind of laughing and trying to get out of the rain. We're in these rain ponchos, the wind was blowing. So it was like the rain's coming sideways, you know, and it just, it makes a nice memory for me. And that's a memory. That's an authentic photo. And again, there's no, you know, I don't have Hogwarts in the background or anything. <laughs> and I have those photos, too, of my wife standing right, right, in front of Hogwarts right. or, you know, I have those too. But that's actually one of my favorites from that trip, because it's just was kind of this real moment that happened Yeah. that um, doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every year. You know, it's a kind of a once ever kind of thing that happened.
0: It, it sounds like what we're talking about when we're talking about moments is like something that triggers an emotional response, like where it's Absolutely. like a picture of of. Like autumn in front of the castle, it's gonna be like. Oh, I remember the time that we went to Disney World. She stood in front of the castle, but a picture of her like sitting down and resting after walking eight miles, yes. and the light right. hits her right. That's gonna trigger something emotional.
2: Yeah, and you might only get three of those in yeah. a. You know, you might in a, on a on a week long trip, you might only you might only get three of those times where the light is perfect and the composition is perfect and the moment. Mm. Is, you might get three of those. You know, you might get one of those. You might get none of those. You might get <laughs> ten, right? but those are the those are the keepers we call them those are the keepers those are the ones that you know you know 10 years from now you're looking back at your photos yeah you're gonna look at the pictures in front of the castle oh oh i remember that that was great and then you're gonna swipe the page in the album or on your thing and you're gonna see that photo of 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 looking tired or 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 the child crying or someone smiling Mm. as they meet goofy or Mm. donald or mickey or peter pan or whatever and go hmm that now that triggers the emotional response of like wow that I, re- I remember that moment I remember those <laughs> days I remember that day I remember yeah. what the sun felt like I remember what the that Mickey ice cream bar tasted like I yeah. remember what that Dole Whip you know th- that's the thing that's going to kind of re- recall more so than like a picture in front of the castle
0: I love it I love it Ben that's great That I think so I, I feel like I've got some ideas now I hope our listeners have some ideas of, of how to take some pictures there's some pictures at the theme park there's something you said earlier I want you to talk a little bit more about you said print your photos tell me about yeah what, what do you mean print your photos
2: there's a big difference between looking at a photo on a on a four-inch screen and having that tangible tactile piece of paper mm. people don't print their photos that much anymore I know from experience like most of my wedding clients I I have, I have a gallery service so I upload you know 800 photos for yeah. their wedding and I yeah. send them the link and and then they actually have a built in print store and they can print the photos Go right ahead. there so they can order the prints. I see that like one out of every 10 of my clients actually goes and prints their photos. Wow. One Most out of, of them just I mean, they might also just print them somewhere else somewhere or else, yeah. Costco or, you know, Walgreens or whatever. But I think the, the, the fact is people don't print their photos. They don't make albums that much anymore. There are tons of great services that will do that for you. Um, but again, even <clears throat> Costco does like pretty decent job i've done prints from costco before yeah walgreens these places you can still get like pretty good quality print like you know even just small you know old school four by six small prints put in an album if you do that, you go through that little extra work. I have a tradition of every year I make my wife a photo album of like the last year of like our lives oh, together. Oh, I love that. I'll Just like whatever, and I. That's take a benefit like, of you know. being married to a
0: photographer, I think. <laughs>
2: right. Well, she, yeah, you say that. She says it's an annoyance <laughs> of having me take her picture constantly, but, <laughs> but. You know it, it and it's it's a thing that sits on our shelves we don't look at it every day we don't look at it every month we don't look at it probably every six months but every yeah. once in a while you pull that out and it does trigger that having that tangible tactile thing in your hand is it it just brings it something special and it just feels different than looking at it on your phone it, it yeah. just is a little more special and so i really encourage people to if you go on a vacation and you take a lot of photos and you love the photos they don't have to be the world's greatest photos they don't have mm. to be annie Leibovitz. they don't have to be like the most amazing perfect photos for you to print them for 10 cents at costco print right. at costco like spend right. those extra couple bucks get especially you just spent <laughs> who knows how much on yeah. disney on you know mickey pretzels or 169 um, on memory maker <laughs> right yeah you just spend all that money on that you might as well spend prints are actually relatively inexpensive for some of the more basic services and that's a whole you can get into really professional places that will make you big prints and it does cost a lot of money, but you can get four by sixes for a few cents and you can print out a hundred of them for a couple bucks and you know, buy a photo album on Amazon for $3.99 or whatever, slide them into the photo album, put them on a shelf somewhere. You probably remember having those as a kid growing up and I bet you don't have that many of them now. I bet that one day you'll wish you did. You know, That's yeah. kind of what I always tell people. You'll wish you had these printed out but not on your phone. How many horror stories you know if someone lost their phone and they didn't back up or they... Yeah. They didn't upload them to iCloud. They didn't yeah. put them on Google Photos. They, they didn't do anything. And now those photos are just
0: gone, Yeah.
2: you know? And, and they're just gone in the wind. The only way to make sure you always have them is to print them out and keep them safe.
0: I love it. All right, so let me try and recap for our listeners here what we talked about today. <laughs> so just here are the highlights. Here are my takeaways. And maybe you can help me out if there's anything that you feel is super important that I missed. One, in terms of maintaining happiness, I think I, I coined this term, I'm not sure if this is a real term, but photo reluctance, and that yeah. is what I have, I don't <laughs> want to be to have a picture taken on myself, is it's not to work the scene. Don't make people wait too long to get the perfect composition, move on, you're at a theme park.
2: Yep, and I would add to that, to battle photo reluctance, look, just take the photos when they're not looking. <laughs> I love that, and <laughs> or- those
0: are the best, I love those pictures.
2: I do it all the time. I can see there's a nice composition, nice light. I see like my wife or my dog or something, and they're uh, standing in a great spot. And I like, s- I get my camera real quick. I flick it on. I set it up, and then I just wait five seconds for them to turn around, and I take the photo right as they turn around. And then I've got a moment of <laughs> candid. They don't look like they're posing. My wife now just makes a face at me whenever I'm like, "Hey, let's take a photo." It's just like, you know, she's she's taking so many <laughs> of them. So I wait yeah. for those moments and. And my, I think my dog at this point makes that face of me too. set up the photo and wait for them to turn around and take the photo candidly. That's that. That's oftentimes you're going to get a much more sort of real expression than just the smile for the camera because nobody really likes doing ah, that. I hate that. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Turn away from the sun. So at those beautiful the twilight hours, mm-hmm. see what's behind the sunset. At the other side of the sunset, that's where you're yep. going to see the, the the light working.
2: Absolutely, it's gonna be making everything look amazing <laughs>
0: if you want Especially lo- people. Oh, if you the rule of thirds in terms of mm-hmm. breaking up that composition Turn on the photo assist grid on your phone and the center points where the lines intersect That's where you want to put interesting things Absolutely, if you want to learn more about light use the black and white setting on your phone Because mm-hmm. you'll be able to see it a lot better. Yep, and then in terms of moments look for the things that that don't happen every day and uh, try and get try and get a picture of it
2: <laughs> yeah i'll give you one i'll give you one it's not even a moment necessarily i was when i was at epcot this last time i was walking and i just saw this trash can with a alice doll on top of it <laughs> like someone had just some some kit whether they dropped it or something and someone had picked up this alice doll and set it on top of the trash can and walked away and there was no one else around and and the light was hitting it kind of nice yeah, yeah, and yeah. I took this photo. Now, is that an absolute like keeper put it on put it in the album? I don't know, but it's kind of it was something that doesn't happen every day. And yeah. I, it, now when I go back and I've looked at those photos, that picture always pops a little to me is like, yeah. that was just a weird thing that I saw that that sort of filled out the day a little bit in terms yeah. of what was happening, because it's not every day that that happens. It's, it was a unique little oddity. And, yeah. and I find that photo more interesting than the same things that happen there every day, right?
0: Yeah, awesome. Oh Ben, thank you so much. This is a great conversation. I I'll, I'll share some of my pictures with you that, that come from yeah. it. And I hope if anyone uh, listening if you've heard this conversation and you've you were inspired to try out some of Ben's suggestions, please send along those pictures and we'll share them out. Absolutely. I've looked through your I've, I've what do you call it? browsed. Not yeah, but br- what's the creepy word for browse? <laughs> stalked. Stalked, thank you. So <laughs> so I've stalked your Instagram page. I love your photography hearing you talk about these things like it's triggering like oh yeah i remember seeing that i remember seeing the, that use of lighting and things like that so you're in what area
2: i'm in seattle i'm in the seattle area yeah in just outside seattle here and i do weddings all over the pacific northwest but yeah seattle washington it's it's, it's july something here and it's like 60 degrees so <laughs> great <laughs> summers we're having <laughs> so
0: i recommend a whether you're in the area or not definitely check out ben's instagram it's
2: Ben Wagner photos check it out uh, Ben Wagner w-a-g-n-e-r photos yeah
0: there's some great stuff on there so thank you for coming and sharing your expertise I appreciate it
2: yeah it was great being here again